No. Yeah. Episode 60. <laughs> We've made it to 60, Jen. That's a lot. All right. That's a lot. So, this is the last call for the dead at Arnold's Bar. Episode 60, Season 3. Weird stuff keeps happening in an old bar on East 8th Street, and it has for over 160 years. Arnold's Bar has been open since 1861, making it the oldest running bar in Cincinnati. It opened during the first year of the Civil War and operated through Prohibition, so has a story or two to tell. Tonight we cover the history of Arnold's Bar and the ghosts that reside within it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fabulous episode of the Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities presents the Hometown Haunts podcast. I am your host, Kat Cloco. Along with me are Christina Wald and Jen Kohler. They are currently in the shadows right now, but they'll be joining us a little bit later. Of course, social media. You can follow us at Sin Cabinet Curio on Twitter, at Cincy Cabinet of Curiosities on Instagram, and we are dying to hear your hometown haunted mail, and you can send that to hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com. And of course, don't forget to join our Hometown Haunts Facebook group so you can chat about all things ghostly and wisdom teeth on our Facebook page with other listeners just like you. We're an official podcast that be, can be heard wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to see us while we're doing the show, like Christina adjusting her camera just now, you can watch our video feed on YouTube. Find us by searching Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities and please rate and review us there so other fringe history lovers just like you can find us. Link in the show notes. Also, we have a few things of show news. Thank you to everyone who has submitted stories to this year's Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities anthology. By the time you're hearing this, the deadline would have passed. So thank you all who have submitted. We look forward to announcing the artists in late March of this year. Also, you can hear me, Kat, speak at the UC Como University on March 15th, 2022. So that's only a few weeks away now, from 6.30 to 8 p.m. The cost is $39, but includes copies of both anthologies one and two, and an opportunity after the talk for me to sign them. The class includes ghost stories, the techniques of how I find and research the new and old stories, and our process for sharing them in our creative talents within the anthology. Oh, excuse me. So you can find more information. Our, I know Christine is going to put the link in the show notes, but it's it will be fun. I don't know how many people have actually signed up yet. But also, please wear a mask during the class since I have yet I have a yet to be vaccinated toddler at home, and uh, I don't want him getting sick. Also, we want to take a minute to send our support to the people of Ukraine and those who live in Kharkiv, our sister city. Cincinnati's sister city and the second largest city in Ukraine. And they were getting bombarded earlier today. So ladies, I know Christina, you have a lot of ties with Ukraine and people from the area. Yes. Yes. Um, and uh, this is a reminder that the United States takes very few refugees in. So uh, if you could write your, uh, actually I was speaking to a friend that is from the Ukraine. Uh, she's another an artist that lives in Texas, and she suggests writing to your representative and senator to change temporarily the law to allow more refugees in. Um, the U.S. is very 
hard to get into, uh, even if you are a refugee. And in in the EU, there, for example, Romania, Poland, um, Ireland, interestingly, and Moldova, I think, are not are accepting refugees with no paperwork. Like you can come in and and come cross their border. Um, and I think the rest of EU is now allowing free passage um, for refugees. Uh, but the U.S., um, you have to, you know, I think the U.S. really, they, they offered a paltry 50 or 40 million today to um, help with humanitarian causes, which 40 million is almost nothing. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a lot in the world Yeah, it's, it's sort of like saying, hey, kid, don't spend this all in one place. Oh. Well, <laughs> but, I do uh, know that Poland and Romania, if you have pets, they've waived the vaccination records. Oh, so nice. you can just That's go good. straight on through Poland and Romania because mm -hmm. uh, the EU does have some strict rabies vaccinations. And people, mm -hmm. I know, like, if I had to evacuate my town right now with all of our dogs, just like, especially when Wheatley was alive. He hadn't been vaccinated for years because of his cancer, but we would have wanted to take him with us. So it would have been mm -hmm. impossible for him to travel. Mm -hmm. But now Poland and Romania have waived that. So that's really wonderful. I didn't know that. There. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. I tend to watch how humanitarian disasters treat people with pets. Mm -hmm. And that was a big announcement from, I think, Friday. So. That's re that's really cool because yeah, a lot of times you have to leave your beloved pets behind, mm -hmm. and times and the animals. I mean, if your dog's afraid of fireworks, I can't imagine how these animals are when their town's being bombed. I mean, they must be terrified. Have you ever heard what the anti? Um, I don't want to call it anti-aircraft, but the um, oh, they use it in Israel a lot against the pa Palestinians. Unfortunately, this is how I know it, but it's the anti-missile defense how it sounds when it goes off it is just oh my goodness if it sounds like something out of a movie like a gigantic monster emerging and just screaming that's what it sounds like wow and i can't imagine pets or young kids dealing with that sound oh well. yeah i mean it's it's it must be terrifying and and there's all this heartbreaking footage of people carrying their cats and dogs um, to the border, you know, because they don't want to leave them behind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you know, whenever you travel, sometimes it's very hard to get your animals in. So it's mm -hmm. great that they're waving that. There was some great footage in Romania and Poland of people taking their private cars and picking up refugees. And at the borders, they have food and stuff like that. And, and that's great to see. I mean, where it becomes really challenging is as you get more and more people, then it starts and, and as the news story cycle gets longer that's mm -hmm. when it becomes a huge crisis because, you know, countries start to not want to take refugees anymore. And mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how many people live in Ukraine, but it could be millions of people fleeing. Mm -hmm. um, and so hopefully it will not come to that. Um, I mean, it's, it's a real nightmare over mm -hmm. there right now. I'm sure. I oh, mean, yeah. I hope that, I hope that they have a chance to defend themselves. It looks like the EU is really stepping up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, their, their president has been really good. Uh, my husband was actually commenting about how, you know, social media, how you're seeing all the social media and war reported on this. And, um, you know, as we mentioned before we got on, the president of Ukraine was a comedian. He was kind of like the John Stewart of the Ukraine. 
and somebody that a lot of times these satirists kind of like Al Franken or somebody like that, they get into politics because after making parodies, they really want to have a better world. And um, he's very pro-Western and that's why he's in peril. Um, but he's been very good about, um, you know, saying that they're, I think he's been very motivational to the people. And I think he's kind of roused Europe because I think Europe was a little bit apathetic in the U S as well. And he's been so good at bringing people to Ukraine's cause. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, um, you know, there will be some sort of equitable solution. You know, it's really hard to say, um, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a pretty scary time. Um, you know, thinking about like when, when I grow, grew up, um, you know, there was always the worry about annihilation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, not as bad as in the fifties, but it was pretty bad. Um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and yeah. you hadn't really thought about that since, you know, the wall came down in Berlin and, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's scary. Um, uh, one of the news reporters was mentioning how really Ukraine is just like the United States mm -hmm. on any other given day, just even last week. They would have been like, and like, uh, Kharkiv would just be exactly like Cincinnati, where you mm -hmm. had mass transport systems and people traveling in cars, preschools and kindergartens, and all that. Mm -hmm. And now it's just people are trying to flee west as fast as they can. I know uh, Kharkiv has 1.2 million residents, is what I read, and. Um, I know Cincinnati, I know you just said write to your senators and representatives, which I wholeheartedly agree. We do need to take more refugees. Cincinnati has agreed to take quite a few from Ukraine, but we have a standing sister city relationship with them. So there's Cincinnati, I think, was one of the first cities to go, yes, you move here. Mm -hmm. and um, But definitely implore your representatives and senators to be getting more mm -hmm. um refugees here i know several times refugees have saved my ass here in the united states so um i i'm very very much uh supporting them mm -hmm. of any creed to come move here and and actually for them to get to cincinnati that's where you have to relax the um mm -hmm. customs to get in and the paperwork and that sort of thing i mean mm -hmm. that's the hardest thing is is getting um waiving the visas and stuff like that um mm -hmm. i'm not totally sure what the entrance requirements are when you're not a re refugee. Um, but I think a lot of those, I think a lot of those countries you require a visa to go to those countries. And, and so they would have to waive the visa and let them come mm -hmm. here, you know, but it's yeah. a very serious situation. It is. And it, there's a lot of bureaucracy. So waiving all of that just kind of hustles them onto the planes and gets them across overseas faster. Mm -hmm. And then there's, we can go into all of that, but, Right now, just write your representatives and senators and implore them to allow people to move here. Exactly. Make exactly. It, make it faster. Make it easier. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All, right. All right. I know. Oh, it's a very man. depressing topic. Like we were just talking before, uh, you know, people doom scrolling. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, on, on that note, to, to combat, one, you can probably put a music interlude in between, uh -huh. but also... Um, watch the movie Free Guy with uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds complete and utter fluff it was exactly what we needed to watch on our family movie night this week really, really? it was complete and utter fluff it was just there's some wonderful cameos that I wasn't expecting 
and there's great voice cameos in it too but Taika Waititi stars in it I am a Taika Waititi fan so I loved watching it also Ryan Reynolds is fun kind of hard to get him out of the Deadpool feel but it works so (laughs) if you want something to watch instead of doom scrolling go watch Free Guy just just go watch it it's fun Mm -hmm. it's like what uh ready player 100 was trying to be oh really well that makes yes. me more interested in it too. oh it's a lot better. what platform is it on for those that want to see um it? it's on disney plus right now ah okay okay I'll have yeah to check it out so yeah i don't usually plug like go watch things to to counter that go watch the gilded age that's on hbo max it's wonderful it's in and i know christina you love the gilded age so it is just beautiful costumes it's by the same guy that does Downton Abbey I've watched the first couple episodes I I need to catch up on it I enjoy Uh, it a lot I look forward to Mondays when it drops so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I I mean I love doing you know steampunky kind of things yes and this is that Mm -hmm. all right so can I jump in for a second I've been re-watching Murder She Wrote from the beginning oh I I love Roku Oh, fun. Yeah, the Roku channel. I just Angela Lansbury it. is my favorite. Well, you see my Angela Lansbury <laughs> piece. Mm-hmm. That, well, you can't see it up here, but yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I have seen Thank it you. in person. Yeah. <laughs> we have seen it. Yes. 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 Oh. Angela yes. Lansbury is my hero. Yeah, she's she's great. And yeah. it, I love seeing old actors. Yes. Because you old didn't know who they were actors. then. Mm-hmm. you know and yeah. i'm like oh that's that guy that became really famous or you know it's like the lady from terminator oh yeah she's oh, she's episode. Hamilton? Y- yes yeah yeah she's in an she, episode she's in an episode with brian cranston yeah no uh that's yeah. right <laughs> i'm I mean, only on the first episode oh so. sorry spoiler alert oh, no that's sorry. okay i, I wanted to watch it because i'm a huge jonathan brandis fan do you remember mm-hmm. him from Sidekicks and Sequest DSV? No, I don't. I do, <laughs> okay. I do know who you're talking about. Ladybugs yeah. with Rodney, Rodney da- Dangerfield. Dangerfield? Yeah. Uh-huh. So he was kind of like the Ryan Gosling of the late, early 90s, kind of. Okay. And I was in love with him. And I went and I got to meet him. He was my first celebrity I ever met. Aw. Got a kiss on the cheek from him. Ooh. Oh, wow. So nice. And I've seen every, pretty much everything he's been in, except for this episode of Murder <laughs> She Wrote. So that's why I'm watching it. And unfortunately, he hung himself in. Yeah, I was going to say early... I thought he had passed away, but I didn't yeah. want to. Well, that was a turn I wasn't. I'm expecting. sorry. It, it was. Yeah. It was, was really he was sad. Cool, he was a cool kid. I I liked Sequest a lot. That was a great. I show. did too. It was a fun show, and I was just oh, if he had just held on, it would have gotten better. He would have had a comeback. We would have loved to see him again. But anyway, you know, you can't see the future. Anyway, on to tonight's topic. It is Arnold's Bar and Grill. And before we really dig into here, and uh, I know, Christina, you just sent me to the only lone person in the room. There we go. Oh, sorry. Well, let me know when you want to be the lone person. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but the doom scrolling, I don't think it's ever safe. Anyhow, <laughs> um, no, we've all been to Arnold's Bar. Mm-hmm. Many yeah, times. It's, it's a Cincinnati landmark at this point. Like the Skyline Chili on Ludlow. Everyone's gone to Arnold's Bar. When did you first go, Christina? Um, it was probably in, um, well, I don't know when I first went, but I, I think most notably would have probably been, um, sometime in the nineties when I used to, it was probably late nineties, early two thousands that I used to do life drawing, um, on court street and we would go to Arnold's afterwards. I didn't go very many times to Arnold's, but the group would do life drawing and then go over to Arnold's. And that might've been for some of my first times over there. And then I think when they started uh, the Fringe Festival, I probably went there a couple times. They might have had some Fringe shows. They actually have um, since the uh, or OTR Improv, and I think they've gone by some other names, has shows in Arnold's. Um, most notably, you can see their, their improv shows um, at Christmas where they sort of take topics and do improv off of them. Um, but we've also seen some plays there and stuff on their patio area. So, um, you know, I've been there quite a bit. Yeah. I also meant to say Skyline Chitty. Oh, no. Skyline Chili. Not Cincinnati Chili. I don't know why. I always call Skyline Cincinnati Chili. Don't hate me, Gold Star Chili people. So, Jen, Uh, how about you? Um, uh, By the way, that's Betsy. Hi, Betsy. Betsy. My old lady. Um, I can't remember. I've only been there a few times, and it was always for lunch. Like, I was never there at night i don't think okay and i think the last time i was there was sometime in the mid 2000s uh my co-workers took me out for my birthday oh so we that's a good we place to there. go yeah yeah and, and uh yeah that's about it i mean yeah it's a cool place i like that it's the oldest bar in the city yeah it is yeah yeah and it's still standing and it's still it's, a bar yeah it's still standing and it's still a bar quite remarkable because it wasn't yeah. always a bar um but i know my first time i went in the when i first moved here to cincinnati in 2008 somebody took me and mike over and we sat in the courtyard and ate lunch which was really nice and i just basically had my head on a swivel taking in all the atmosphere and then the last time i was there was 2018 for bach fest which is this friday which is march 4th so 2022 is Bachfest, and I know Bachfest parade starts right in front of Arnold's, and they have the Arnold's tub car in the parade. It, at least it was in 2018, and that's do, always fun. Do you remember seeing there the? She's a local artist, Pam Kravitz. She always has these really cool Bachfest costumes that she wears. I probably have seen her I'm, and yeah. probably have taken photos. Probably. And one yeah. year she was like suds. Probably have seen her, yes. Oh my god, she's amazing. And yeah. she's always in the Bachfest. Yeah. I hope she is this year. Well, yeah. and then every year the Bachfest poster is done by Jim Effler, mm-hmm. who is comes to the weekly illustrators lunch. Um, and he is doing a poster signing. I can't remember when, but he's been doing the posters for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, he has a collection. If you love Bachfest, he just put out a collection of all of his posters, along with some sketches and other materials. And I believe awesome. you can order it on his website. It's a really great book. I ordered one for myself and then one for Christmas for my um, brother-in-law who really loves B 
beer in Cincinnati and stuff. Mm. And, and I love Bachfest, like the whole goat motif. And yes. it's, it's pretty cool. I know Krampus, Krampusluf, Cincinnati, mm. say that 10 times fast, does walk in the parade. And I bring up the parade because I know if you have watched a Cincinnati parade, you have seen the Taft bathtub car. And I remember seeing it in uh, the Blink Light Parade a few years ago. Of course, Bachfest, I believe they've driven it during opening day. And it is always driven by somebody dressed up in some fun, crazy outfit. But you've seen the Taft tub car. And it's also the Taft's tub, or Taft's, no, um, Arnold's. I don't know why I said Taft's. Man, I'm just everywhere with the names today. <laughs> Skyline Chili is now Cincinnati. Arnold's is now Taft's. Anyway, um, the Arnold's tub car you've seen driving around and uh, probably wondering why a tub. We're going to answer that question today. So shall we dig into the history? Yes, I think so. I'm excited to hear it because I don't know that much of the history of it, even though I've been there so many times. Yeah, it, it's amazing. And they have a really decent quick write-up on their website if you're ever interested, which is, speaking of sources, one of the sources and the first one for tonight. It's the Arnold's Bar and Grill website. Also, WCPO, WLWT, the Cincinnati Enquirer, Fox 19, Local 12, Cincinnati Refined Magazine, and Wikipedia. I was surprised to find Arnold's in Wikipedia. I wasn't expecting to see it but there it is so originally the building that arnold sits in was built in 1838 allegedly the first tenant was susan fawcett who operated it as a brothel so not always a bar <laughs> the uh the bar room where you first enter arnold's at 210 east 8th street was once a barber shop and the first floor of 208 east 8th street was a hay and feed store. The courtyard that myself and all of us have sat in at some point used to be a stable. So you're just sitting where horses used to just chill at the hay and feed store at one point in Cincinnati history. There's probably thousands of people who have sat there on that patio by now. Simon Arnold opened the bar in 1861 in the first floor room at 210 East 8th Street, and in doing so became a legend here in Cincinnati in the bar scene because his bar has remained open continuously and has only had five owners. He ran it until 1900 or thereabouts when his son Hugo took over. Hugo, his wife, and all six of their children lived in the apartments above the bar. In, from what I can tell in history, on the second and third floors. In the 1910s, Hugo took over the building at 208 East 8th Street, which allowed a second entrance and a room in the bar for women, because they weren't always allowed in the front door. In the 1920s, Elmore Arnold took over the family business. So he got to deal with Prohibition, which changed Arnold's into the restaurant and grill that we see today. Arnold's added a kitchen and converted the second floor apartments into a dining area, becoming a cafe and managing to stay open during Prohibition. However, a bathtub was left on the second floor, and legend has it that Elmer was likely making bathtub gin in it, and rumor has it that the bar was also a speakeasy. So it has some light mob ties to it. 
To this day, the bathtub is still there and has become an icon of Arnold's Bar, as we were just talking about in the parades. For 98 years, three generations of the Arnold family owned and operated the bar. In 1959, it was sold to two brothers who lived in the building, Jim Christakos and his brother George. Jim was a former pro wrestler and mob collector, a.k.a. a debt collector for the mob. It was during this time that the Greek spaghetti appeared on the menu thanks to Jim's wife, Athena Jones Christakos. In 1976, Cincinnati Councilman Jim Tarbell purchased the bar, moved in upstairs, and expanded the bar into the courtyard along with other renovations, such as the 26-foot Old Mahogany Bar in the restaurant, which was salvaged from an old bar in Covington, Kentucky, sometime in the 1970s. Meanwhile, the stage in the courtyard, which you watch a lot of your concerts, performances, and improv, was made from floorboards from the old Schubert Theater. And those were put in in the 1970s. In 1998, Rhonda Androsky, I'm so sorry, Rhonda, purchased the bar and after working as a long time, after working as a long time server there, in 2019, her son Charles Breeden and his wife Bethany took over operations. And they are very open about the paranormal experiences in the bar. The bar has been visited numerous times by Hollywood and TV, appearing in episodes of Hot Ones, which I was really impressed with, Man vs. Food, and the NBC show Harry's Law, which was a law drama set in Cincinnati. I had no idea the show existed. But they loved Arnold so much that they built a replica of it as a bar that all of the lawyers hang out and the cast hang out in. And the even borrowed staff uniforms, table tents, and artwork from Arnold's Bar for the set pieces. Those were all returned after the show was canceled last year. And now you can see them on display on the second floor of Arnold's. The 2015 film Carol, the 2016 film Marauders, and the 2020 film 10 Minutes Gone all have scenes set in Arnold's Bar and Grill somewhere. I think Marauders are actually in the uh, courtyard. On Wednesday, December 29th, 2021, Arnold's Bar and Grill celebrated 160 years of continuous business. So yay them. That is awesome. And of course, in their 2021 Best of the City issue, Cincinnati Magazine states, The legends of the bathtub gin, paranormal activity, and the mob connections are just a small part of why the city's oldest and perhaps most beloved bar still draws a mighty crowd. The Cincinnati Enquirer also writes well, from their food critic, Keith Pandolfi, describes Arnold's Bar as part of the soul of Cincinnati. And I wholeheartedly agree. As soon as you move into the city, somebody takes you to Arnold's and then to Skyline. So now for the weird stuff, which is why I think a lot of us are here. So ghosts have been a part of Arnold's Bar for decades. And, um, Rhonda even said for an interview a few years ago, maybe it's the Arnold's family looking over us. Maybe it's more, she said. They they say spirits come and go. So maybe Steve, who is a ghost there, is just over our latest spirit and he's watching over us. So 
Commonly, there are unexplained, unexplained bumps, thuds, and knocks that come from the second floor women's restroom. This is by far the place that sees the most activity reported. And I know people are going to go, ha ha, because it's the ladies' restroom. There's going to be some joke about that. It is very weird how many times women's restrooms are actually the haunted locations or haunted hotspots in a restaurant. I don't know why. You can also look at Ryan's Tavern up in Hamilton, Ohio. Same thing. Also, the third floor where their offices are now located has a lot of activity bumping around. And uh, it has scared many a patron who has gone running out of the building after experiencing something unexplainable, usually from the second floor. They often ask uh, Chris or Breeden, who's the owner or the bartender tending the bar, if the location is haunted because they have seen or experienced something. Speaking to WCPO, Chris claims that he was closing the bar at about 2.30 a.m. a few years ago when he heard something slam repeatedly against the women's restroom uh, door on the second floor. He said, I put my hand on the door and it stopped. And then I opened it up and there was no one in there. I don't believe in ghosts. I still don't believe in ghosts, but it was unexplainable. Also, female staff have reported being touched on the shoulder while washing their hands in that same restroom. It shocks them. They turn around and no one's there. So, or at least physically no one's there. Another unexplained phenomenon is witnessing shadowy figures rushing by or in front of you, usually on the second floor where the most phenomena is reported, especially in the bathtub room, in addition to the bathroom. Which only at Arnold's would the bathtub room and the bathroom be two separate rooms. Um, so other activity reported in the second floor bathtub room has been the sink's faucet turning on by itself. So this was reported by Local 12 back in 2014. Reported by Joe Bias, who was an, then an employee at Arnold's uh, at the time of the interview. He states, I was startled, you know. My first thought was, I hope someone else is seeing this. I'm looking at Rebecca, who I'm going to editorialize here. And I think she was just another server who was working with him. And we're both looking at each other like, you seeing this? And she's like, I'm seeing this. So basically the faucet that's next to the tub just turned on in the middle of dinner service one night. That's kind of bananas. Uh, as mentioned earlier there is a ghost of a former chef named steve black who has been seen quite recently in the past decade outside of the building he became ill and passed away in 2012 and since then has frequently been seen by staff and patrons standing in front of the bar and smoking while watching patrons dining inside a lot of patrons will stop the bartenders and go who's that guy and they'll say oh that's steve when asking about him, they describe Steve to a T, including the pristine white chef's uniform and sweater that he would often wear. And he was really famous for not getting any food on himself and being very fastidious as a chef, which is a good quality in a chef. And he was really well loved with the Arnold's bar crowd. So it was a real tragedy when he passed away, but he seems to still be coming in once in a while to check in on his favorite bar. Uh, bar patrons and bartenders have witnessed bottles of alcohol hover off the shelves before dropping to the ground. The same with some of the glasses that are stored there. 
And according to an interview with Local 12 in 2014, longtime bar patron Joe Pierce witnessed a stemmed wine glass fall from his resting place on one of the hanging racks behind the bar. He goes to describe, and as the glass... Excuse me. And a glass at the back of the rack just started slowly coming out and just flew to the middle of the bar part. And in the interview, he's pointing at the actual bar top and dropped right in front of him. Pierce had witnessed this phenomenon occur twice at that particular bar, at the bar top. One of the bartenders leaves out a shot of Jameson Iris whiskey on the bar at night if she feels things are getting a little weird, according to a 2015 WCPO interview. The basement, which is not talked about often, is also a haunted hotspot in the building. The staff have reported a lot of paranormal activity, but they've been very vague about the details, especially in interviews. It's not uncommon for the basements to have seen a lot of activity, especially for an establishment that was rumored to be a speakeasy and also maybe some, um, oh, I just forgot the phrase, um, oh, the legal gin that was being made, bootlegging, that's it, bootlegging. <sighs> the, just like Ryan's Tavern up in Hamilton, they, the bootleggers would go through the bar um, basement to get in and out unseen by police. So especially if the police weren't on the take, so by the local mob. Anyway, moving on. In October of 2021, they hosted ghost hunts at the bar with two different local paranormal groups, Cornerstone Paranormal and POV Paranormal. I've actually ghost hunted with Cornerstone Paranormal before, and they were the ones that we saw a full-bodied shadow person walk across a well-lit middle-of-the-day post-town elementary school. So I was there with um, David and his dog, and we just watched this apparition walk across the hall. Anyway, uh, when, so they're a pretty good paranormal group. That's what the point of me saying this was. When it comes to the bar's supposed paranormal offerings, Rhonda said that she isn't scared or worried. She seems she sees it as a good omen. For this place to survive as long as it has, I just feel like it's, it is protected, she said in an interview with WCPO in 2015. There are a lot of reasons over the years the business should have failed, and it didn't. The whole place is really special. So the next time you're in downtown Cincinnati, may I suggest do dining at Arnold's Bar and Grill. You may see more than one type of spirit there. So, Jen, Christina, come back. I had no idea Jim Tarbell used to own Arnold's. Mm-hmm. Surprise! He used to I live above it, too. I thought he still did, but obviously not. Mm-hmm. I'm always, uh, there's a giant mural of him that's always freaks me out whenever I'm downtown. Oh, I love it. Have you ever met him? I've Mm-mm. seen him. I've never met him. His wife apparently is an artist, right? Like they. Do, oh, I don't know. I thought so. I recognized the stuff. last name. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know him, but I've heard of her. He's just a, a cool. I don't, I don't know if he's still on Cincinnati Council, but he used to be. But he's always been a huge propon- proponent of Over the Rhine and. You know, he's pretty much at any anything that's new and opening. He's been to my family's restaurant, and that's how I met him. Oh, wait. Or maybe I met him at work. I don't know. I can't remember. Really nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's always been sort of 
you know, a proponent of growth in Cincinnati, and oh, especially yeah. arts. I mean, I think mm -hmm. a lot of times you do see him at arts events because of his wife having um, tables at like Art on Vine and stuff, I think. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure all of the details, um, but yeah, he's definitely ubiquitous in yeah. Mm -hmm. I heard him described as being Mr. Cincinnati. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's also fair. Does he walk in the Bachfest parade? I think he does. He probably does. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to miss him since there's a giant mural of him. Uh, what is it on Vine Street? Is it Vine I, and Central, I believe? Yeah. And mm -hmm. you know, you always see that giant. Uh, painting of him is he the one in the top hat uh-huh yes oh i didn't We're, know that he's known for that top hat yeah. yeah apparently that's what he wore when he he sold it to Rhonda uh on the last day when he owned it he wore mm. that suit yeah so yeah that doesn't yeah. surprise me yeah yeah, yeah. Um, no i was just gonna say arnold has such a cool history i didn't know it does most of that yeah it, it's mm -hmm. Like looking at it, just the building, and when I was in it, I'm like, I know this has been here for a really long time, and there's a lot of spirits floating around in there in both 208 and 210. Oh, wow. But um, I I definitely have to go back now when whenever we have a free chance to go. Didn't weren't they going to do ghost hunts? They did. Yes, they did they it in did. October of last yeah, year. Just, okay. Yeah, the but, cornerstone. But COVID. Yeah, right. COVID. Okay. They, they they limited it only to 20 people and those That's tickets right. sold out immediately. And they also um, just had their chef is on one of the cooking. I'm sorry. I'm really naive to the cooking world, but she has a really, really good sandwich. And she mm -hmm. was on some cooking competition and is, I think, a finalist or one. So oh, really? Oh, yay cool. them. It's it's not just the Greek spaghetti now. They also have <laughs> the, the hamburger that she made, which is really, really good. But um yeah, it, it's I, I like it. I love Arnold's. Um it's not too frequent anymore, even in large cities where you have these bars that feel like cheers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where there's this like the the city's neighborhood bar. And yeah. I think that's why I got chosen to be on Hen Harry's Law. For that one. was a good show. I saw a couple episodes. Yeah, I was cool. a little d disappointed when they canceled it. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, I love that actress that started it. Um, Kathy Bates. Yeah, Kathy yeah. Bates. She was so good. Um, just think of her from Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> or the Wicked Witch from the Tenth Kingdom, if you remember that old NBC Miniseries. Yeah. I think I oh. think that the most thing I, I remember her for is Misery, which I believe well, yeah. she was well, nominated was. for a uh, mm -hmm. Academy. Did she win? She was nominated for. I don't know if she you know. Won I don't know. Award for that. Misery. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dirty Bird. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Dirty Bird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Kathy Bates. I I love any anytime she's in something. I love her. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, she's a great actress. And yeah. it's unfortunate the show wasn't on for longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a, we just recently, there's a group offshoot from our regular urban sketchers that's called bourbon sketchers. <laughs> and we sketch once a month at a different brewery or distillery. And we were just at Arnold's a couple months ago. No oh, fun. And yeah, people were, were telling yeah. me about all the hauntings and stuff there. But sadly, while we were there, we didn't see anything. Yeah. Um, probably because now, there's so many people there. They were like going to have a play that night and all that. Are stuff. we allowed, is the public allowed on the second floor? I thought so. Okay. Just not the third floor because that's where their yeah, office is. Yeah, that's where their offices are now. Okay. 
but uh, I just want I want to know what happened on the second floor back in the day. Well, I think that's where their speakeasy was because that's okay. where the bathtub was. This is me editorializing. I don't know if uh-huh. somebody from Arnold's wants to come and talk to us. We are open arms. I love talking to anyone. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, please come and correct us on any of the history that I may have goofed up. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, the bathtub's there. And I love how. In my head, and then seeing the image in reality, I was like, those are two very different ideas. Yeah. Like, I thought the bathtub would just be kind of hidden in the corner on the second floor. But nope, there is nope. a table with two <laughs> chairs and a tablecloth right next to it. So you can just eat and stare at a bathtub. bathtub. But now, that's the bathtub. Do we want to talk about the uh, reason why it's called Taft's Bathtub? Oh, yes. I actually don't know it. Do you know it, Jen? Uh, I'm going to bastardize it, excuse my language, but basically Taft somehow, he was so big, big Mm. man, got stuck Mm. in a bathtub. (laughs) Okay. I know there's more to it, Christina, you want to fill in? (laughs) Oh, it's it's really kind of simple. I mean, if you've gone to Taft's Ale House, they have a little logo, Mm -hmm. and you could probably figure out from that that Taft was so rotund that he got stuck in the bathtub once. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. so I guess they had to, I don't know how they somehow pried them out, but yeah. it is not the bathtub that is our, at there's our, actually no. A, no. There's a, you could get it for Cy. There's actually a children's book about uh, Taft getting stuck in the bathtub. I don't know if I want to get it. It's adorable. <laughs> it's adorable. The art's very cute. But I can see why I accidentally said Taft earlier. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I got them a confused. Common Cincinnati image. Yeah. He was a rather ample man. Yes. And he, got stuck in the bathtub you know well you know back then they weren't very big either they were very narrow mm-hmm. you know well the world's still not made for big people but that would definitely be awkward. not then that would yeah. be awkward getting i wonder how they got him out um mm. maybe i need to read the children's butter? book i remember when i mm. well i was thinking butter might be a good yeah. thing like some sort of release <laughs> agent a couple <laughs> men had to pull real hard mineral oil <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a it's such a it's such a wonderful colorful story of cincinnati history i'm sorry just thinking of his bare rotund ass being stuck in a bathtub you know maybe then, like, he just kind of suctioned himself to it with the water or something i don't, I don't know. know but i'm just thinking of his associates like dumping mineral oil or something <laughs> in there or sure buttering him up mm-hmm. just to see if they could get him to move it sounds oh. like something that would gets... happen to Homer Simpson. Yeah, it does. Well, and if that he's does. too slippery, you can't get him out either. <laughs> I have an entirely different problem where he's just yeah. slick and slipping on everything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This person uh-huh. be out a little, actually. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Yes, oh, now we're so going to be sorry, Cass. <laughs> well, you know, it has me wondering, you know, about other, other, um, other areas downtown like Rheingeist and there's a lot mm-hmm. of different buildings downtown that are now bars and taverns northern row where yeah. uh, one of our friends works like i wonder if they also have hauntings that's something to investigate because a lot of those buildings were part of the bot like Rheingeist, i think used to be a moorline bottling factory yeah, and so. and you know all of these places used to be involved in earlier phases of cincinnati's mm-hmm. brew history yeah. and so it'd be interesting to find out you know if there's ghosts there so maybe we could that's you know maybe that's something we could visit 
yeah. taverns and stuff well, and there see. Is a drinking tour. There is. And I, I know tour. I've mentioned this before. They do like the, the tours of the tunnels and everything. And they also I would have love like to go on one of those. A ghost. Yes. No, it's not a ghost hunt, but a ghost tour too, where they talk about all that that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. If you if you Google Arnold's Bar Cincinnati Haunted, mm -hmm. the tour pops up on as like the fifth okay. or sixth option. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, it's a good tour of the city, and you get to drink and hear about ghosts. <laughs> well, we definitely should do a visit down there and like oh, talk definitely. to the bartender and do like once once uh you know a lot of things relax a little bit as far as mm -hmm. COVID and stuff. It'd be great to do some um, remotes. Hold the like. Yes, <laughs> as long as you're over twenty one, you can drink. As long as you're over twenty one. <laughs> I think yeah. you could probably actually be younger and eat in the restaurant. Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. Which um, this not is after nine o'clock at night, you should be in bed. <laughs> yeah, you're sure. Twenty one, Jen. I remember growing mm. up in Indiana and visiting family outside of Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And Indiana has very strict, especially in the nineties, blue laws. Mm -hmm. And oh, Ohio did not, especially in that area. <laughs> and I remember going to visit the family and they went out to something like Arnold's, but around Cleveland. And I remember standing in the bar around five years old going, mommy, daddy, we can't be in the bar. I can't be in the bar because Aww. I'm a young child <laughs> and there's alcohol. And yeah. my parents and aunt and uncles were like, chill, cat. We're okay. We're in Ohio. It's fine. We're in Ohio. It's fine. <laughs> <sighs> My mom used to tell me stories of having to go <laughs> get her her dad off the bar stool in St. Oh. Louis for oh. dinner. Pretty much. I don't want to say every night. Maybe every night. I mean, he was an Irishman, so you know. Are you saying that people that are Irish drink a lot? In my family, yes. Okay. They did. <laughs> And especially my grandfather, who fought in World War II, and he had a reason to drink, so I don't blame him. I'll say the best. PTSD. My grandma would, Marine, Marine, go get your father. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and she says she hated it. Dad, come home. <laughs> oh man. I mean, when she was. <laughs> young like right right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you can tell your just... father what to do then no. <laughs> could have mm -hmm. been just hanging out with the guys down there too oh yeah most kind of like how we do with yeah. drinking draws well it's kind of great i mean hanging out like a you know that's kind of a british thing too you were talking about mm -hmm. ireland you mm -hmm. know going to the pub and hanging out with your friends is beyond yeah. drink it's not necessarily just to get drunk it's a social thing it's yeah yeah you know you have friends there and you talk to them. it's like cheers and it's you know, like you a neighbor it's the neighborhood bar yeah, yeah i mean Arnold's. yeah, yeah that's that exactly. seems like it's something in the u.s that's not so popular anymore but no, in britain it used to be though still... yeah it, I, it depends i think on where you are in the country and how accessible a bar is to your house without driving yeah, the suburbs aren't conducive to a pub you yeah. know no. like since the it would United be like States, cities yeah, since the United yeah. States kind of has become more of a suburban place, you know, perhaps going to your neighborhood pubs not such a much a thing. But I'm sure, yeah, like many downtown mm -hmm. areas, if you live there, there's bars you go to and you know everyone. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and there's been places that I've gone to that you know you go visit a lot and they know who you are. 
Yeah. 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 That's and the same. Like, hang out. like brew yeah. house. We know the people that work there and yeah. you know, we know some of the people that are there when we visit, you know, there are days where there are weeks where I feel like we live there. I know. I know. <laughs> They're just like, really again? <laughs> like, yeah. So, oh back man, in, now I miss the... brew house. I just, I just, uh, we, we just, uh, urban sketched the building next door and it was really fun and it was really mm -hmm. great to have lunch there again. It was yeah, nice. That's yeah. really, uh-huh. Really um, fun. So hometown haunt. We yes. got a hometown haunt this week. We're living up to our name. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> I think it's uh, the this... first time all year we're living up to our name. And, and I'm sorry. The person asked that their name be redacted. Anonymous. For a number of years, our family owned a 110-acre farm in Bracken County, Kentucky. We used it mainly for our cottage industry and as a place to spend relaxing weekends. This was an old farmhouse built in the late 1800s, two barns, and a number of other outbuildings such as a pig barn and a chicken coop on the property. The property was situated at the end of a long country road. Previously, the property was used for dairy farming and growing corn and tobacco. We had heard that someone long ago had lived on the land and was known as a medicine man. During the 1870s, the county was the leading wine-producing county in the United States. Apparently, Germans brought grape cultivation and wine production to the country. It's not known if our farm property was used for growing grapes. The couple who sold the property to us used to allow turkey and deer hunting. To the dismay of those who were used to hunting on the land, we didn't allow anyone we didn't know to hunt there. It was amazing to see up to 200 turkeys gathered in flocks at certain times of the year. Anyway, we decided to sell the farm a few years ago. The family who purchased the farm intended to use the property for a weekend getaway and for hunting. Shortly after the property trans transfer, the new owner set up motion detectors detection cameras in a number of spots on the land in order to determine where hunting would be best. Within a short time of setting up the cameras, they emailed us a photo of an unauthorized man on the land. They wanted to know who we thought it was as the person was trespassing. My photo seemed unusual to us for several reasons. No one ha should have been trespassing on that part of the property as it was quite a distance from the farmhouse the main road, and other properties surrounding the farm. The man was wearing clothing that might have been appropriate for someone living in the 1800s. The man's pants looked threadbare and of the Capri style, such as what German men may have been wearing at one time. The man was barefoot. Why would someone, someone purposely walk in front of a camera if trespassing? Maybe they didn't know it was there. There's no way that anyone nowadays would choose to walk barefoot, yet alone in cutoffs or shorts or men's capris, if they even exist, through the property. Jeans and boots would be the best attire for that land. We could only see the backside of the person as the camera captured his image as he strode past the camera. So it would have been difficult to positively identify the person for that reason. Our only reply to the new owners was that we had no idea who whose image that was my husband and I both both were both spooked by the photo me so much so that I deleted the photograph almost immediately we both thought that the image captured by the motion detection camera was that of a ghost 
I'd say so. Well, that is delightfully spooky. And I looked up to see where Bracken County is, and it's along the Ohio River, just southeast of Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, Brooksville, Berlin, Powersville, Stonewall, Germantown, those are all towns that are in Bracken County. Mm -hmm. So, my, my first, it's spooky. It reminds it's me of a lot spooky. of ghost stories from Gettysburg and Antietam. Mm-hmm. Second thought that comes into my mind is, did they have any Amish or Mennonite neighbors? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. It's just because uh, having grown up in that part of the country, yeah, they, they'll walk barefoot. They will, because mm-hmm. um, they just, it's land and mm-hmm. they'll also wear cutoffs or roll up their pants. Mm-hmm. So without seeing the photo, it's hard to tell. I but, know. Um, that's a really good story. Thank you, Anonymous, for submitting it. Yeah. And that if you is... have a photo, feel free to send us send mm-hmm. it to us. Yeah. But if it freaked you out so much and you deleted it, that's okay too. Yes, that is fine. <laughs> yeah. That's a perfectly valid yeah. response. Yes. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, Having you looked know, at it... a bunch of ghost photos myself in my life, I'm just like, yeah. And then you just well, that's, that's interesting because haven't they said because you know like we now have a doorbell with a camera and they said mm-hmm. with all of these things like cameras in your house like simply safe and stuff that they're getting a lot of well they're getting a lot of dust obviously <laughs> yeah they said please don't contact cats. us about dust and yes. cats <laughs> but apparently that you know you're getting a lot of images of stuff you know you'll occasionally see videos on youtube where there's doors opening that shouldn't be opening and and that mm-hmm. sort of thing so you're kind of getting a type of surveillance that's never been yeah seen before here's a thought <clears throat> don't put cameras in your house i don't want cameras filming me in my everyday sanctum of my house mm-hmm. that doesn't need to be going to some person that can see it for 30 days before it deletes. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Outside well, how else fine. am I supposed to know that Mickey's the one triggering the alarm at 2.30 in the morning? <laughs> because she wants to go sleep on the couch. Well, you know, yeah. when I had my ADT set up, they wouldn't do the, like, do you have cats? And I said, yes. And they wouldn't do the inside motion. I mm. probably shouldn't yeah, say Yeah, you have publicly. to have the... Because the cats would constantly set it off. Yeah, it's, and I yeah, do if too. You have cats, we we don't. I mean, we have cats, and and yeah. once and actually once when uh, Cynthia was here, she uh, set it to where it has the motion detector, mm-hmm. and it went off. Yeah, <laughs> and of course you get this thing. It's like somebody in there, and and it was because the cats, you know, set those things off. They they're very good at. I mean, that's the thing that I always wonder if maybe that's why you don't notice if you've had cats, you probably don't notice ghosts as much because you're used to things crashing and being in high spots right. and not. Yeah. So even if you and... did, you'd be like, oh, that's just the cats. What yeah, I'm you almost thinking yeah. would be a very spooky thing to catch outside your window, not your window, but through surveillance, as you were mentioning, is the Fresno Nightcrawler. Have you ever seen it? No. No. Oh. Tell us. Please Google it. I want to see what your reactions would be. You want us to Google now? Sure, if you can. Okay, so, 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 what do we type? Fresno Nightcrawler. Fresno Nightcrawler, also known as the Fresno Alien. <laughs> Is it a? It's a GIF, GIF, however you say it. Oh, that's hilarious! Actually. It's a video, and there's some stills of it. It's a cryptid. It is a cryptid. If you read Sarah Anderson's Cryptid Club, it's a member of it. 
Oh, really? oh, is that what her little white ghost thing is with the heels? Yes, that's that's the Fresno Nightcrawler. That would be and cool to catch on your camera. I hope no, I that would freak me the absolute f out. Well, and we're sure it's not people being all weird. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's people being weird. Everyone's people weird. But like when when Anonymous mentioned that they immediately deleted the photo, yeah. the first time I ever saw the video of the Fresno Nightcrawler. It freaked me so much. I closed the window. That is terrifying. I Which could video? not Which be around my computer for a good hour after that. Is it, is it, are the Fresno, is it, which, which is this, I, is this iHeart.com a good thing to look at for night, the Fresno night crawlers? Um, I was just looking at the cryptid fandom, but, uh, most convincing footage. Oops. <laughs> Oops. I hope, I hope you didn't hear the music. Did you hear the music? No. Oh, okay. I didn't hear anything. But I am seeing it. It could be aliens. Is it these people walking down the hill? Yeah. Um there is a version of it walking down the hill. Um there's I can I can send you the YouTube link. I know this is compelling video or audio for all of our listeners. Yeah, um, yeah. Here, I, I, I can it, send you the original video. It's kind of like somebody walking really funny. Like it looks yeah. like they're walking on stilts actually. Yeah. yeah, and have like high pants on, but it's all white. Yeah. They're but I, I still freaked me alien stuff ghost stuff i'm fine with alien stuff i am oh! out of there same same yeah can't do same. it ever since unsolved any... mysteries years yep uh, yep mm -mm. it's mm -mm. the yeah and they're yeah. like here's a mugshot of what oh, this dear. person this alien looks like with big old eyes don't go mm -hmm. walking in the field at night they'll take you <laughs> yeah did you see just... Um, Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind. Nope, absolutely nope. not. <laughs> yeah, I made the mistake of seeing that, and uh, I went home and slept with all my lights on, like it yep. mattered. But okay, yep. now I've got it on. Me. It is very terrible video, isn't it? It is okay. very terrible video. <laughs> um, I'm guessing it took place in Fresno, California. Yes, it did. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that and it hasn't been debunked as any. There's a lot of people who think it's just a person walking around. When was it seen? Huh. 2010 was the first sighting. 2017 was the last sighting. Oh, I wish it had been in Ohio so we could do a story on it. An alien. So these are the explanations according to the fans of the Nightcrawler. An alien or extraterrestrial being. A new species, possibly a primate with short arms. <laughs> Me, my son, a misidentified deer standing upright. All right. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Not with legs like that. Anyway, uh, pants or a puppet on a wire. I like that idea. That seems plausible. It does kind of feel like it moves like a marionette in the yeah. first video I looked at, where it's going down the hill. It looked, it looked it, kind of puppetish. Puppetish. Yeah. Jim Henson would be proud. A bird walking like a crane, and a person wearing big pants and walking on stilts. You know what it kind of looks like? The that what is that uh, robot? That Boston Robotics Company. Oh like, yeah. Like they could make something like that and put a sheet over it, and it would look like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, another thing to worry about, like the big violent uh, robot uprising. When oh, you no. see those, what what is it called? Boston Dynamics or something yeah, like Boston that. Yeah, Boston Dynamics. And the, their their videos of the. 
dancing robots, robots that you could yeah. easily imagine them rending people limb from limb. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you seen like the big one? Like they have the dog one, but they also have humanoid ones. Oh, I haven't seen. And they're pretty big. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll send you a video. We'll Ooh. put it. We'll put some videos in the show uh, notes. Uh, I can't watch that anymore. It's creepy. Yeah, the nightcrawler. You guys got got men you can cuddle up with it. Mine, I don't. And my cat. I got they three dogs. Me. One of them's uh, deaf. Probably would pee on the night crawler. Uh, well, they're not doing anything ominous. They're just walking. Yeah, I like the I like the idea that they're puppets. They yeah, puppetish yeah. to me. They look very puppet. They remind me of some of the puppets that would have been on um, Jim Henson's yeah. The Muppet Show. Yeah, yeah, or even Sesame Street. Like, I swear they had like weird yeah. little slinky looking ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, it, it just you, looks like somebody did made we one. talk about the the fairies back in the day i think it was in ireland two girls kept claiming they were t- getting pictures of, yeah, or we they were seeing about fairies it, especially when we talked about arthur conan doyle last time mm-hmm. with um uh, laura Th- that kind of reminds me of, like it could be something like that you yeah. know because and if you see the photos they look like they're real but mm-hmm. you just can't see the string that's holding oh my them goodness that robot is terrifying Oh, but they look cute dancing. But they they would look cute dancing right till they rendered your flesh. <laughs> they look I like mean, something like early Gundam. I know, I know. They are pretty creepy looking, and mm. the video is pretty wild. You'll have to watch the whole thing. It's yeah, it's pretty is it good. A but they're robot. Um, they're, I don't know if they do anything yet. Like I think you can actually buy the dog robot that they were talking about. But why would you want this one. near you? Um. I don't know. Companionship and crazy sees Nightwalker. This Night just proves Skynet is coming. Uh, it might be already here. I don't know. Um, I mean, they, they do move pretty, pre- quite well, actually. It's pretty close yeah. to a Terminator. Yep, yep, pretty mm. much, pretty okay, much. Stop mm. doing things just because we can. <laughs> and you're going to bring the, the world to an end. <laughs> large robot armies yeah <laughs> well if I'm they just... all just dance that's okay oh oh what is this scrub brush looking ostrich thing i don't know <laughs> i'm i'm one minute 36 seconds in and like this gigantic ostrich looking robot comes in from stage left and oh yeah I mean, I mean, they look cute dancing, but you, uh, yeah, you could picture them really killing people, couldn't you? Yeah, the dog is like from the that episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. Well, it might have been based on it, even. Mm, I think Black Mirror um, is is after Boston Dynamics did the mm-hmm, things. Okay, but yeah, uh, yeah. Mm, oh, no. yeah that's, well, what's that's the purpose but, of that. <laughs> now everyone knows how to freak me out. It isn't ghosts, it isn't demons, it is it's robots and aliens. Killer robots. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, now they're doing yoga poses. But you know, I mean, that's the difference between like seeing like a ghostly figure or whatever and seeing something that like, you know, could kill you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the undead that scare me, it's the robots. I know, I know. The ki- the killer robots. Yeah, the killer I mean, at robots. least you could run from a zombie if you had to. Although mm. I am so out of shape, I would just sit down and let them eat me because I cannot <laughs> run to save my life. 
That's not going to be pleasant. Well, on know. that note. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. So on that note, thank you. On <laughs> oh, you can follow. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us talk about Arnold's Bar and Grill and then devolve into a story about killer robots and zombies. Fresno night crawlers and puppets. So you can follow us at Sin Cabinet Curio on Twitter at Cincy Cabinet of Curiosities on Instagram. And please send us your hometown haunt at hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com. I swear we will not always go about night crawlers after you share your story. You can also uh, join the chat at Hometown Haunts on our Facebook group. So I'm Kat Cloco with Christina Wald and Jen Kohler. And for all of us, to you, good night and stay spooky. Bye. Bye. Bye.